Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're going to be wrapping up Matthew, or I'm sorry, John 21. It's what I'm calling Easter plus one day. And it's basically just bringing things into a fulfillment and wrapping up where, where we stand after Jesus's resurrection. So before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today and thank you for this day after Easter, the day in which we all celebrated Jesus' resurrection, his everlasting life. And now the question is, what now? What's next? What do we do? We've accepted your resurrection. We've accepted your, your gift and your grace. But now what? What do we do? And so, Father, I pray as we read that we would understand the next steps, that we would understand what to do, that you'd be the one who's speaking to us, that you'd clear our minds, cleanse our our thoughts, and help us to be ready to hear your word, that we would gain your understanding and your insights, and it'd be you who talks to us. I pray that there'd be nothing from me, but it'd strictly be from you, Lord, that you would heal us of all of our past transgressions and help us to accept that healing and that forgiveness and that grace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we're in chapter 21, but just before we go there, let's let's read verses 30 through, I believe, 31, just 30 and 31 from chapter 20 where it says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So that was the purpose of John writing his epistle. Now let's go into and see what the, what the disciples actually had, what they did. Because there's a lot of questions that are left after Jesus's um, crucifixion and then resurrection. There's a number of questions. And if I read the MacArthur commentary on chapter 21, MacArthur raises the thoughts. He says, the epilogue or appendix of John's gospel, while 20 chapter 20 verses 30 and 31 constitute the conclusion of the body of the fourth gospel, The information here at the end of his work provides a balance to his prologue in chapter 1, 1 through 18. The epilogue essentially ties up five loose ends that were unanswered in chapter 20. One, will Jesus no longer directly provide for his own? This question is answered in verses 1 through 14. What happened to Peter? Peter denied Christ three times and fled. Peter was last seen in chapter 20, verses 6 through 8, where both he and John saw the empty tomb, but only John believed. This question is answered in verses 15 through 17. Number three, what about the future of the disciples now that they are without their master? This question is answered in verses 18 and 19. Number four, was John going to die? 
Jesus answers this question in verses 20 through 23. And lastly, question number five, why weren't other things that Jesus did recorded by John? John gives the answer to that in verses 24 and 25. So let's let's start here and remember that this is kind of the wrapping up, but we also see that what the disciples are doing now that Jesus is gone. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two of the other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So even though Peter had denied Christ multiple times, even though there was lots of issues going on, there was no outcast of him. He was still always part of the family, part of the team and the group. Verse 4. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the, the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals were there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, and that's a lot like, isn't that a lot like when he fed the 5,000? Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did it did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. Because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you were old, when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. 
Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that the disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So with that, we wrap up our Easter. Our Easter readings, our preparation for Easter, and our what to do next. If you look at the disciples, they were out living their lives. They were out together fellowshipping, but they were still working. They were out fishing. They still hung out together. They hadn't cast Peter aside, but he did need to be reinstated. He needed Jesus to reconfirm his love, reconfirm his place with them. So the disciples were living their lives just like you and I are supposed to. But we need to keep our focus and our thoughts upon him. But as I talked about yesterday, it's not a complicated life. It's not a complicated focus. It's love God and love others. It's all about love, not doctrine, not dogma. But it's about God and loving him. So with that... Let's close with prayer. Father, thank you. We love you so much and we're grateful for the sacrifice you made by coming down here, living as a man and being crucified. I thank you for never throwing it in my face what you went through, but the fact that you just simply continued to love us. You continued to give guidance. Hey, cast your net on that side of the boat. And you'll catch fish. And Father, you're still doing that today with us. And I just pray that we would listen and continue to walk in your ways. That we'd bring you honor and glory. And that we would continue to hear you talk to us. I pray that we would see you working in our lives. And I lift up our friends, our families, our children, and our jobs. I just pray that we would be great role models to all of them, role models that simply love you and love other people. I just pray, Lord, that we would do your will, that we would support and love you, that we would love our our neighbors, our families, and truly understand what it means to be your children. I thank you for adopting us into your family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. 
I hope you have a great day.